are listening to the audio preaching podcast from North Valley Baptist Church in Santa Clara, California, led by Pastor Jack Treber. Though located in the heart of the Silicon Valley, you will hear fervent, old-fashioned revival preaching from the pulpit of North Valley Baptist Church. It is our desire that you will be helped by this gospel message. The Bible's Ephesians chapter 4. I want you, before I get there, pray for our country. She was singing that. I'm glad that you just don't sing, quote, patriotic songs uh, during July 4th. Our nation needs to be healed. And uh, it needs to begin in the church house. And I won't preach on it, but I, I see literally daily the erosion of our churches. They're just eroding. We're collapsing. We're redefining so fast. And guess what? They're winning. This Bible college of ours is going to be just one of a few at the very most. Everything's changing. Our churches, our music, our appearance, it's all changing. And people love it. And it's accepted. And this way is no longer the paramount way. This way is the old-fashioned way and People don't like the old-fashioned way, but one day we'll stand before him. In addition to that, I want you to know that what these churches are doing is nothing new. Every generation has had to fight compromise. Every generation. Every generation. But I'm old enough, I can tell you what the result of compromise is. A lot of you nodding your head with me. We know. I know what it's going to mean for our children's children. I promise you that. They won't have old-time religion. They won't have, I'll meet you in the morning. They won't have that. We praise you, praise you, praise you, awesome, amazing God. Awesome you are. You're big, you're marvelous, you're big, you're... It grieves me to hear that. And I'm watching folks that are old in the Lord buying into it. I'm glad I said these things tonight. Our Father, tonight as we look into your word, Lord, I pray that you would fill me with your spirit. I truly believe that the message of the hour is very important for every one of us. Open our eyes to this truth of the scriptures here in the book of Ephesians tonight is my prayer In Jesus' name, amen. Let me say tonight, I believe that God has something for every one of us to do in his work, in his service, everyone. There is something that you should be doing. There's something that I should be doing. You'd have to agree with me, these last 18 weeks have been very strange because you're supposed to be, it's your ministry. I think many of you could say, it's my calling. You're supposed to be driving a bus and you're not allowed to drive a bus. 18 weeks, it's very dangerous to tell people you can't serve God. You can't run that bus and pick up boys and girls. 
very, 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 very sad that we have people that have been gifted as a Sunday school teacher to stand and teach with an open Bible the word of God, but for 18 weeks there's not been one Sunday school lesson. And we are, you're equipped to serve. That's, that's, what, you, that's what you do. That's what this church is. This church is a serving church. This church is a church that exercises spiritual gifts and serves our God. And we're saying to you, because of authorities, we're saying you can't do that. And I'm not planning on defying anything at this point. I'm just saying we're trying to obey the law. We're trying to do what's right and we're open and all those things. But I wanna to talk to you about tonight serving the Lord. And I'm gonna ask you, would you let something begin to well up within you? Just well up within you. That you're gonna say, I wanna get back in my class. I, I know you do. I wanna get back on the bus. I wanna get back in this area. I wanna get back to Bible distribution. I wanna get back to ladies soul winning, church soul winning, bus soul winning, Sunday school soul winning. I wanna get back out knocking on doors. I wanna get back out doing what God has enabled me to do, what he called me to do. My task tonight is, as a pastor, I remind you that uh, there's many hats a pastor should wear, but one hat is to get you ready, understanding your gift so that you can serve God. My job is to get you to be aware this is how God has gifted me. He gave you this gift and or gifts and you have to be using them. Look at the Bible says in chapter four, verse 11, and he gave some apostles and prophets and pastors and teachers. What's verse 12 say? For the what? Perfecting of the saints for the what? The work of the ministry. My job is to get you perfected to serve God. He doesn't save us and then ask us to sit. There's something you can do. Perhaps it's a talent you have. Well, use that talent. But I do want you to know that God gave you a gift and our gifts. I don't believe all of us, can, can, I don't believe, believe we have all the gifts. There are nine active agents, nine active gifts that the Holy Spirit gave us. In 1 Corinthians chapter 12, when we got saved, we were baptized into Christ. I'm not talking about this baptistry, when he identified to us and we were born again. At salvation, 1 Corinthians chapter 12, at salvation, God gave you a gift and or gifts. What did he give you? Certainly if you've been saved in a length of time, you have to know your gift. You must know it and if you don't, it is your job to say, Pastor, I don't understand my gift. Would you be willing to pray with me? And in time, will you be able to have an appointment with me? And would you be willing to sort of guide me how I can determine what is the gift that God gave me? There are many gifts in the New Testament. There's the gift of being a pastor. You say, well, what a lousy gift that is. God bless you, thank you very much. And we have many pastors here. We're so very thankful for them but they're gifted. God gave them that gift. So, well, this guy's a good talker. He'd be a good preacher. That doesn't make you a good preacher. 
You have to have that gift that God separates you to the work of the ministry. There's the gift of a pastor. There's the gift, and by the way, you can find these in Romans 12, 1 Corinthians 12, and Ephesians chapter four. And there's the gift, not only pastor, but there's the gift of teaching. It's a Greek word, diakonos, which means to transfer truth. You have been gifted, that is your area. I look at, I look at these school teachers we have and professors around here. It's very obvious they have the gift of transferring knowledge. I look at our Sunday school classes, Brother Reamers, you and your wife, and I know you make the rounds and you go around and every time you come back and correct me if I'm wrong, he'll come and say, Pastor, I wish you could go take a journey and watch what's happening. And he'll tell me about Clyde Avenue, Brother Skirty, Brother Kerry, Brother Manley. He'll tell me, you'd be so impressed with the teaching of the teachers and the instructors and how they have the hearts of those students at the other property. Uh, they tell me about, you'd be shocked if you see the campground over here and, uh, and all that God is doing, all the different rooms with our teachers. Why? Because you have the gift of teaching. There's a gift of the pastor. There's a gift of teaching. There's the gift of, uh, of helps. Many of you have that gift. You don't help because you have to be seen and your name in lights. In fact, the person that has the gift of helps does not really want his name advertised. If it's truly the gift of helps, you wanna do that so it's unseen. Some of you have that along with other gifts. Uh, there's the gift of giving. God gave the gift of giving at salvation. He just sort of blessed you. It's sort of like the Jews. It's not a gift from the Holy Spirit where they, but, but just the Jew. The Jew has the ability to make wealth. And, and God has just blessed the Jew in that regard. But do you realize that in every New Testament church, God has blessed people within the assembly that they have the gift of giving. They see a need, they meet it. They hear of a need, they meet it. They wanna do things for God. You know, the great ministries in this nation, I think of D.L. Moody, how he was walking on Wall Street in the 1800s when the touch of God came so powerfully upon his life that he grabbed the lamppost and he fled to a room just praying because the Spirit of God was moving him. They said, what was he doing on Wall Street? Moody lived on Wall Street asking people for money for his Northfield uh, orphanages in Massachusetts and for his work on the streets with the slum kids that, that lived from the slum areas in Chicago and, and for his, his evangelistic crusades and for the music that they were producing. And so Moody would just ask constantly for people. R.A. Torrey had Lyman Stewart, Union Oil, got so far behind him in the late 1800s and early 1900s and they began a Biola College down there in early 1900s and they began that college Bible Institute of Los Angeles for the purpose of training young men and young women to go on the beaches of California and win people to Christ and go to church and on Sunday have people come down the aisle and get saved. That was the purpose of Biola. And the, and, and the Union Oil people got behind it, supported it. I believe in churches there are people that have the gift to give. And I believe there are many people that do that. And I believe some have that gift. They say, I'm not gonna give it to God. I need it for myself. 
There's the gift of the pastor. There's the gift of teaching. There's the gift of helps. There's the gift of giving. Uh, there's the gift of ministering or service. I'll do anything. I just want to serve. There's the gift of, of uh, ruling or it's called another place, ministration or leadership. And if God has given you the gift of leadership, then use it not to abuse people, but to lead in Christian love. There's the gift of faith. Some of you have that gift. You just have a, a, a tremendous desire to believe God that God can. God just can. I believe churches are defined. And I believe if there's a church in America as a, loaded with a people of faith, it's this church right here. This church has conquered with God's help, so many obstacles in these 45 years. Why, you've been a people of faith, believing that God can and God will. And 45 years does not mean it's over for the church. 45 years means it's getting ready to really get hot now and go forward for God. There's the gift that I'm taking this time of knowledge to know, to understand that's why I appreciate I was speaking about the church right now and I saw some of you nodding your head uh, at this day of compromise. Some of these older people of the Lord that have been around the block for a few years, that have been in Sunday school, Sunday morning, Sunday night, Wednesday night for 40 years and 50 years and 60 years and 70 years and 80 years, they, they, they have a knowledge that many of you young whippersnappers, God calls them, prudent people, they have knowledge, they have experience, they know, they, you know where corruption goes. Brother McCracken, you know, Brother Van Dyke and your mates, you know, Brother Wayne, when church is corrupt, you know, you know the hearts and all through the house here, you, you've been around a while, you can see where we're headed. It's amazing a lot of young people can't see that. And then there's the gift of wisdom. Now you have one of those gifts, if not more than one. What's yours? I'm speaking in these brief few moments tonight when we are exercising the gift that God gave us and we're doing what we're supposed to with that gift, there's gonna be an evidence. And I wanna give you those evidences tonight. There's not a gift of complaining. There's not a gift of murmuring. I know this is gonna be a shock to you. There's not a gift of social media to destroy one another. I don't see that in the Bible. Look what it says in verse number 12. We back up there. For the perfect, God gave pastors for the perfecting of the saints. For the perfecting of the saints for the, for what? The work of the ministry. I think tonight as we get into this text, you need to realize for 18 weeks, no Sunday school teachers, no bus captains, no drivers, very little mechanics, no workers, no orchestra till just recently, no choir till just recently, no special music till just recently, no under shepherds program, no deacons program, no deacons wife program, no nursery workers, no parking lot attendants, no jail ministries, no patch the pirate, no Bible distribution, 
no shuttle uh, driver ministry, no sound ministry, nor live stream other than the fact we were live streaming and the sound ministry, you understand what I'm saying, no ushers. For 12 weeks, we never passed an offering plate here because nobody was here. And we did not have those ushers. And it was an amazing thing, Brother Sam, wherever you went, it was just an amazing thing to watch those ushers get right back in it at their post, ready to go, Brother Man. It's been exciting to see. There's been uh, very little housekeeping, gardening, nursing home, zero. To this day, we still cannot get in the nursing homes, still cannot get in the hospitals, still cannot uh, get, get a lot of these things taken care of. No, no bus washing, no financial uh, 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 supporters really said it, no security ministry, publications. We, we've not, and thank God we're, still open for bed, the mail room, all those things in carpentry repair and prayer meetings. And thank God we have a men's prayer. But I'm saying this, it's been pretty well shut down. But tonight, my goal is to see us begin to well up inside so I'm ready to get it opened up again. I'm ready to do something. I just can't wait to do it. I can't wait to do it. Notice Notice the evidence when we use our gifts for God. Verse 12, for the perfecting, the perfecting. You find that word in verse 13 as well, perfect. What, the perfecting, it's the word, the maturing. I, I want you to know when you begin to use your gift and when I begin to use my gift for God, what God has given to me and what God has given to you, there is a automatic maturing that happens in the Christian's life. Second Peter 3.18, but grow in grace and in the knowledge of the Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. As a pastor, it frightens me because we've not been able to give you the ministry that you're prepared to give for the last 18 weeks and there your gift is sitting idle and, and, and there, therefore there's a potential that we're not maturing spiritually and growing spiritually for the perfecting of the saints for the work of the ministry. Is there growth going on in your life? I can't wait to see you back in that class. I can't wait to hear when you say, I was uh, Jacqueline, I taught my Sunday school class. I feel like I'm back on. I've been reading my Bible. I've been praying. I've been tithing. I've been giving. I've been uh, uh, staying in touch with my students. But now I've opened my Bible and I'm teaching again. I'm sort of fulfilled in life. Why? She's a teacher. I tell you, I get excited when I think about it. And when we fulfill what God has for us, there's maturing. Isn't it a shame when we watch someone who's older and they're still acting immature? Isn't it a shame when you see a guy 40, 45, 50? Hey, dude, man, what's happening? Not you, I'll tell you that right now. Hey, dude, what's happening? Had a guy call me the other day. Hey, dude. Dude, what is that about? I'm cool, man. I'm 73 years old. I'm a cool man. Not me. I'm not 73. I'm years away from that number. But I'm just saying, this guy's acting so cool, dude. For the perfecting of the saints, for the work of the ministry. What's the next thing that happens? for the edifying of the body of Christ. We see that word in verse number 16 as well, the edifying. What is, when we edify, it means we encourage. 
when you exercise your gift and when I exercise my gift, we will spend our time encouraging people. We'll say good things to them. We won't tear things, people down. When people do not act, I, 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 I watch, I, I, I know of a, not here in this church, I know of someone who has talent and winsome personality and smile and he's running on his talent, but he's not running on any touch of God because I tell you what, he is so critical of everything and everyone. It's an evidence that I'm dependent upon my talent I'm depending upon my, my looks. I'm depending upon my ability. I'm depending upon my winsome smile, but I don't have the touch of the Holy Spirit of God using my gift for the glory of God because when you use your gift for the glory of God, it edifies, it encourages. You saw all these people saying, and they sing all these services, Sunday morning, Sunday night, Wednesday night. You ought to always try to catch them and say, thank you for the song. And that's why I think either I'll write it down or remember it so you can say to someone, that's edifying someone. Someone teaches a lesson, thank you for that. Someone plays an offertory, thank you. Someone sings a solo, thank you. Amen, 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 maturity. And secondly, edifying. And what's the third evidence? Till I come in the unity of the faith and the knowledge of the Son of God unto a perfect man under the measure of, here it is, the stature of the fullness of Christ. You know, when a person is exercising their spiritual gift for God, they become Christ-like. We are not Christ, but we're like Christ, more like the master. I would ever, I'd love to be able to say, I hope they see Jesus in me while passing through this world of sin. May others see Jesus in me. I can remember learning that in the 1960s at camp. May others see Jesus in me. May others see Jesus in me. Keep telling the story. Be faithful and true. Let others see Jesus in me. Oh, may it be said that when we're doing what, what God gave us, that gift that he gave us, the gift of helps, the gift of giving, the gift of faith, the gift of teaching, uh, the gift of helps, whatever he gave us, when we're using that gift, may it be said he seems so Christ-like in what he's doing. He's, he's such a Christ-like man. She's such a Christ-like lady. They're such a Christ-like couple. They're like the Lord Jesus who went about doing, the, Luke says, I believe it's Luke, he went about doing good. And so when I'm exercising my spiritual gift, I'm maturing and I'm edifying and I'm Christ-like. And verse 14, I'm stable that we be henceforth no more children tossed to and fro, carried about with every wind of doctrine by the slight of men, the craftiness whereby they lie and wait to deceive. Not tossed to and fro. When a person is exercising their spiritual gift, their spiritual gifts, they're stable. They're not all over the map doing this today, doing this tomorrow, acting this way today, acting that way. There's a stability in their life. 
That's why I challenge God's people to get alone early if, the, if that's the best time you can do it, and I hope it is, but get alone early with God and walk with God and talk to God and confess your sins. Finney said in our Saturday night men's prayer meeting last week in a book that we have going through it with the men, he said, make a list of your sins. Write them down. Before you ever begin to pray, just write them all down. And let God begin to bring sins to your life and sins that I committed this sin and this sin and this sin and write it down and spend some time and acknowledging it and confessing to God. Prayer is not confession. Daniel said, I made my prayer and my confession. But before you ever begin to come to God and ask, for prayer is asking, there ought to be adoration. We ought to be able to praise him. God, you're a wonderful God. You're a marvelous God. How great are the, the when I consider the works of the hand, the sun, the moon, the stars. What is man that they are mindful of him? Oh, what a mighty God we serve. And yes, we ought to magnify him. And then we ought to come and confess, God, I'm wrong. My attitude is wrong. And my spirit is wrong. And I've done this wrong in my sin to ever before me. We ought to get our hearts so right. I think you ought to spend some time praising them. I, I, I love the morning hours when I can just sing to God. And it's not very good. It, no, it's not very good. But oh, I'll tell you what, I love just singing to him. And then when I have my heart praising him and singing to him and confess to him, I can come boldly to the throne of grace and find mercy and help in the time of need. You know, when I'm right with God, I'm not tossed and troubled all the time. I don't want to live a life in the ministry where I'm always second-guessing. Do I... Something I learned, I, I think I learned it from my sweet father-in-law. I wish you knew him. He hasn't been out here probably in 20 years now. His first wife passed away. His second wife for years had Alzheimer's, and he just cared for her and pastored the church. And then his health broke. But I recall when he had troubles in the church. I recall when all the deacons but one walked out on him after his first wife died. And I recall those business meetings. And I recall the trouble in the church. I recall him saying to me, Jack, you know, I've considered, is God done with me here? I've considered it. But he said, I won't consider it any longer because God's not done with me. And he gave that church 57 years. You know, when we're exercising our gift, it shows up in stability. When I see angry people, I realize that the gift has been pushed aside and the self has been pushed out front. When I say, see antagonistic people, and you know, I can't tell you how many preachers I've talked to, text today and talked to today and this last few weeks here. It just seems like it's in every church. People mad, people upset, people saying things and rude to one another. 
I've said to so many pastors, just hang in there. Just, just, just stay, stay true to God. Don't get tossed to and fro by every wind. Don't, don't get blown all over the place. A few weeks ago, I was preaching about uh, the apostle Paul, and they said, let her drive. Take your hands off the wheel and just let that ship drive. You know, I preached my heart out that, I think it was a night message, I can't remember. I'm walking out the door, my wife and I walk into the car, she goes, that's my new verse. Let her drive. <laughs> Let me try to write, wrap it up here. Notice next what happens. In verse 15, there's kindness. But speaking the truth in love, in love, may grow up into him, the head, even Christ. When, when, when we're exercising that gift, that gift becomes so paramount, I don't want to do anything to mess it up, and, and so I'm going to be kind to people on the pathway of life. I'm just going to be gentle to people. In, in the last few weeks, and I, I, if I never flew again, it would be fine with me, but I've had to fly a lot here and there. And I tell you what, there's such a tension. Just such a tension. Everybody's tense in these airports. It just, it's eerie if you've done any flying. And, and I saw a girl this week, I was at some airport, and uh, she had these long black braided hair. And, and I saw her. And I don't know if there's a smile. You got a mask on. I don't know what's behind there, but it didn't seem like she was very happy. And I just, I just went up to her. I said, "Excuse me, um, your hair." I love it. You know, just, your hair. And I don't know. She thought I was going to criticize it. I said, "Your hair. It's not the right color, but if you'll cut one strand off, it's exactly." what I need for right up here. I'll buy it. And, and she put her mat and she laughed. You know, I wish people could be happy. I got on a flight. Was it last Sunday night, Brother Luke? I guess. I, I flew out of here. And in order to get to be where my wife was, I had to fly from San Francisco to Charlotte, North Carolina. And then fly back three, and a half, three hours and 39 minutes to South Dakota. Wasn't that a wonderful night? And you know, I, I watched this guy prance in the airplane with his pit bull. On the plane with a chain. And then I watched the next lady with her big dog prance in past me. And I think I told you this, but I'm loving telling it again because I've told it to everybody. And then the, then the lady right next to me put a dog on her lap all night long, cross country. And then this little baby, this kid, two rows back, all night long, all night. I'm talking about a six-hour flight. Mom, 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 mom. I said, you know, I love kids. I said under my breath, shut that kid up. Mom, mom, mom. 
And I must have stereo sound because it wasn't two rows back, it was two rows in front of me. And I got up to get off that flight in the morning. It was a cat. There was no love of God in me right then, I'll tell you that right now. These things are on planes. And they have more rights than we do. They don't even have to have masks on. I'm talking about the fact, I'm talking about the fact there's a kindness. I want, I want to try so badly to be kind to people this week. And if I can continue to exercise the gift that God has given to me, I believe it's just going to be a natural phenomenon in my life that I will serve God and people with a kindness about me. Tonight I want to ask you, what has God equipped you to do? There's a task that he has for you and there's a task that he has for me. And are we going to serve the Lord and are we going to get ready and say, oh, God, I want to be so ready that when they open up the door that I could teach my class, I'm ready to teach, I'm ready to drive the bus, I'm ready to work on the, on the streets and to knock on the doors and visit the people. I'm ready to work in the baptistry. I'm ready to work at souls being saved down here. I'm ready to be part of a prayer meeting. Thank God for the swell of men that have been coming out on Saturday night for men's prayer. I'm talking about the fact we have a mission, a responsibility to God. We've been saved to serve, not to sit. I figure out what you're supposed to do. Beg God to let you do it one more time. Thank you for listening to the audio preaching podcast from North Valley Baptist Church in Santa Clara, California, led by Pastor Jack Treber. For more information about our ministry or to find out how to get in contact with us, visit our website at nvbc.org. May God bless you as you serve Him this week.